All right. I'm I'm uh, comfy on the couch. I'm Are you you're not comfy? No, you need to rearrange. I don't know why I didn't just wear sweatpants. That is a good point. <laughs> I'm currently wearing sweatpants. Yeah. But I live here, so. Oh god. Maybe I'll just take my pants off. Um uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with that. All right. This is a pants off kind of house. We don't usually have pants on. I mean, really? in general. Josh doesn't, for sure. I mean, I don't know if that's information that he wants me to share on <laughs> the podcast. Um, I'm usually... Oh, you know what? I'm going to stop there because... <laughs> TMI? Yeah. Yeah. We'll let you all decide whether or not <laughs> Michelle always or never has pants on. Well, I home. always have pants on. It it was you're a never nude <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was yep i actually always have pants on um <laughs> so in the interest of continuing to have focused topic-based episodes and introducing the podcast when we start oh fuck this um, is pancake town oh you did it i did do it Oh, I'm Michelle. And I'm Emily. <laughs> and Dee is also here. She's busy, though, eating a rawhide bone. Well, how much does she have left? Oh, she's got tons left. Oh, she's got, she's like, going to be occupied oh, for yeah. a while. Oh, yeah. She will be Sorry. fully occupied for at least the next five hours. She's, she's good. Yeah, she's totally fine. <laughs> um, Gross noises. So we've been wanting to do a pricing episode for... Probably since we started the podcast. Yeah. I mean, we've done some like rel like kind of tangential episodes mm -hmm. about like wholesale and consignment and like product development and stuff like that, but never really gone deep into. Yeah. Pricing. And it kept coming up like yeah. in other things. And I realized I haven't looked at what information is out there on the internet in terms of how you should price your work in years. I have no idea what people are telling other people to do. And it turns out it's scary. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's, it's terrible. It's really <laughs> scary. Like, I, I know this. Everyone knows this. That just any idiot can put information out there on the internet. Mm -hmm. And it can be completely wrong. Also, any idiot... Or a pair of idiots going to have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, so continue listening at your own risk. And I, I think that um, you have to just accept the fact that everyone has opinions, even though they think that their opinion is fact, fine, whatever. But um, there were some math issues with <laughs> <laughs> that mm -hmm. I couldn't get over mm -hmm. and even Steve was sick of hearing me complain about how <laughs> people don't formulas? understand percentages. No, um, they no they don't. I'm going to try to limit my complaining. So, yeah, I got really mad because You're going to try to limit your complaining about the math stuff? Oh, just the math Like part. you can't just interpret math like the, however you want. The podcast is no longer interesting if you're <laughs> going to limit your complaining. Like it's fine if you want to give people bad advice, but you can't tell people that this is how you do math because that's the way that you think math works. <laughs> math works one way. Okay, wait. 
I think you have to get into this now. Cause I'm, I'm going to start with yeah, math. Yeah, I think you have to start with the math shit. Adding percentages and multiplying percent by percentages are two totally different things. And people are confused by that yes. in these articles? Oh, my God. For example, if you want to add a percentage, that's like, like say, say you, you want, want something's $20 and, and you, you want, want to add, add 20%. 100%. Well, I was going to oh, go 100%. Okay. You want to add 100%, yeah. then that's adding the $20 again. That is doubling it. And what are they doing? Um, they're Usually they say multiplying. Oh. So to multiply by a percentage, you have to turn it's it into a decimal, yeah. which makes it one. So multiplying $20 by 100% is still $20 because yeah. it's $20 times one. Now, that's really nitpicky of me. But it but bugs it's wrong. the shit out of me. Well, it's <laughs> also wrong. Like, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. <laughs> it just drives me crazy. And I'm yeah, sure but no one else notices it. No, but. people for sure notice it. The problem is, is that like the thing that bothers me about. We've talked a lot about like, I mean, even the last episode doing, you know, talking about these websites and blogs and articles and things is that like there is a lack of like credibility like mm -hmm. they're like and also unapologetic about it like no one's no one there's so much of this out there that like there is no policing of it there is oh, no, no like there's nobody going like because there's so like things that are so little and don't have a lot of followers like if it's the new york times and they write some egregious thing in an article like a bunch of people find out about it and it spreads like wildfire but like random little individuals who are like writing consultant blogs or whatever like they just have their followers and the followers are just kind of like well you wrote it like you wrote an article and like you have a name of a business on your website and you have six other people that read this so yeah. it must be right well i mean i looked at some of those and yeah. then i also have books because i figured mm -hmm. They have post-it notes what, in them. Yeah. Um, and they're mostly old. Um, because, Which is kind of awesome. Yeah. I mean, I went... The library in my neighborhood is a regional library, so they have more books than, say, like a tiny neighborhood library, yeah. but not the same selection as, like, downtown would have. Yeah. There were only three books about handmade businesses, and I and checked they're out from, all of them. And they're from 2002. Um, actually, I think I used to have this one. Or at least I had the first so version funny. of it. Yep. That like totally look. I mean, like the cover art of that is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, the cover art of the first one. This is like the follow up from uh, the Handmade Marketplace. It was similar to this. Um, can I really quickly say that? Can terrible. everybody stop putting commas after a word that's right before and? That's not correct. Wait, where? So in no, this no, it is. If you're listing things. That there's no. a name for that. It's mm. like the... You're supposed to not have... You don't need a comma if you're not separate. The and is the separation. It's redundant to have a comma and an and. There's a name for that comma. Okay, this is a whole up there episode. There's a name for that dumb comma that shouldn't be there? Yeah. Uh, don't look it up. Oh, my God. Um, Tangent. Um, I don't want to say You thought wrong. this was going to be about pricing? It's actually going to be about math errors and grammatical mistakes and nothing else 
I see that all the time. Okay, it's where called the Oxford comma. Oh fucking Jesus! Or is Harvard there, comma. I thought it was Harvard. Isn't but there a I, song that's called um, Oxford comma? Who sings that? Some, um, some and like postal that, service or something. So when it's being used here in front of the and, that is an Oxford comma. Now, if you didn't use the <laughs> comma, then um, then oh okay. So this, I'm done. It's called you're done talking about the comma. comma. Yep. Because okay, everyone just heads up the song that's called Oxford comma. Yeah. It's by Vampire Weekend. All right, okay. continue. I don't know who that is. Um, congratulations. <laughs> you are not a millennial <laughs> you just officially got your millennial membership card the revoked comma didn't do that no the you? vampire weekend oh, okay just the not knowing who vampire weekend is um but. i i'm a fan of that comma though whatever all right um so uh the thing that i'm gonna start with i got this free download from crafty base you love free downloads i do <laughs> love some free downloads um crafty base is that company that you can um they have all these inventory dad bases that you can pay monthly fees for oh so um like there's a jewelry designer version of it which i don't need because i would never use it yeah. but um the idea is that um if you use uh, like expensive materials, like say you're working in gold or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you, so you can upload these materials that you use like all the time. So like say gold wire, right? Yeah. And it's this much, currently this much per troy ounce, whatever. Yeah. Um, and now you're making a product that uses some of that. You can like make a listing for that product and say, I'm using these materials that you already have uploaded. And it'll and this like much give it, you a cost yeah. analysis. Of yeah. It. You like kind of not drag over, but yeah. you know, you've got like your base set of materials and then your items. Yeah. You compose of those materials. So you're not like re-entering information over and oh. over again. It like stores them. Yeah. Um, and you can even have like little photos for everything. Oh. And then it tells you how much you should charge. And you have like a database full of it. But it's expensive. It's like a monthly fee. And they're like personalized to whatever industry you're in. Huh. That's the jewelry one. I don't know what the other ones are exactly mm -hmm. like. But um or like my version of trying to do something like that so annoying. I would never do this again. Um Your little notepad. But like figuring out what every damn little piece of a necklace yeah, yeah. costs. So like figuring out that jump rings are two cents. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to know that. Yeah. But isn't that, I mean, it's interesting to think about because when you are smaller and you're making a smaller quantity of things in general, you, you, you kind of, you treat certain things like, Oh, that's negligible. And I, and I don't really care. Like yeah. I did that for a long time with like cello sleeves, like, you know, oh, if I'm selling like hundreds of cards a year, like hundreds of cello sleeves is like eight dollars. Mm -hmm. But when hundreds of cards turns into thousands of cards, like those those fees can add up, like that cost can add up. And you and like, yeah, even though it's pennies, mm -hmm. like pennies times a thousand is a lot different than pennies times. Well, so 100. I usually just estimate um, the length of chain 
the tag, the clasp, and jump rings all together. I yeah. approximate it as in like my a, head. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't usually. Yeah, I do that too. I usually like. I mean, I have obviously far less components to things, mm. but like if it's a car, I have. I know what the card price is. So like a card cost for a letterpress card versus a card cost for a digital card, and then like what certain sizes of envelopes are per per envelope. Yeah. And usually my pricing is based on just that part of it. And I don't really think about some of the other elements. Mm -hmm. But if I started having packaging elements or cello sleeves that maybe have a f protective flap instead of are just open, like that might add eight cents to my per unit cost. Mm -hmm. And then times, you know, a thousand, like, is that important to be aware of that $80? Like, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. But it is an interesting, like, I think, yeah, based on different industries and, like, what you're actually making, there are certain things where, like... Exactly. Yeah, you have to pay really close attention to what those material costs are. And also remember, like, part of that materials cost isn't just the materials cost. Like, did you have it shipped here? Did you right. pay for insurance on it to have it shipped here? Are you paying any money to have it stored somewhere? Are you, do you rent a space? Do you have, is there like a finishing process that you have to buy a chemical to finish it with? Like you have to think of all of those extra. So that's what things. I started kind of spiraling yeah. a, a week ago when I knew I was going to do this because Obviously, I'm constantly buying all this other shit that right. is not that isn't for an individual piece of yeah, jewelry. Like, yeah, like I'm constantly having to buy new tool things that are disposable, basically, like yeah. sanding type things. Aren't like a buy once. They're right. I constantly have to buy new ones. Yeah. Um, and you know, varnishes and cleaning things, and there's all kinds of that stuff. I'm like, oh my god. Am, Am I, I accounting enough in? Yeah. for that? But um, I think I think I still am. I don't. It's hard yeah. to quantify because well, I don't the, keep track of it in the that thing way. That you, I don't know what it was cited from, but the thing that was in the paper mm -hmm. uh, document that I forgot to print um, that was really interesting was they kind of referenced, you know, all of those external yes. things that aren't like oh, I'm making a handbag and like I bought leather and I bought clasp, a clasp and I bought, you know, whatever physical things like stay with that bag. Mm -hmm. You have to remember like, oh no, I had to buy a cutting blade and I had to buy, and like I have a table that I use and I have like an oil that I treat it with and all those things. They made a list of, they were like, make a list of like what all those things are that you use like just in general and add up, figure out what the total for like the year is. And See then that, they were like that. I can't, you can't do that at this point. Yeah, no, I know. And but I then, have like 150 products, but then they were saying, and then how many like products that use all those things? Did you set? Well, would you estimate that you sell in a year? And they also, kind of said no like, idea. Right. But like the idea is like if you can even just guesstimate at those things, no. you could get to a basic cost. Like I guess so. If if I were to say like okay, I use that digital printer that I bought, and that was like a one-time cost. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like that's kind of like an amortization thing where like that's just I'm using up the value of that 
constantly. I'm not having yeah. to buy a new printer every year. Right. But then like I need to buy ink cartridges and I need to buy new exacto blades and I need to buy, you know, and they were basically like, if you can make even just like a rough idea of what the amount of money you spend is. And then if you sold 500 products that used all that stuff and you spent a thousand dollars on that stuff in a year, well then you need to add $2 to your product costs. Well, see, now, okay, let's use you as an example because obviously a print is using up more ink than a card. Sometimes. Yeah? I mean, a print, an 8x10 print is only is actually minimally larger than an actual card. Like a card is, like the print space is relatively the same. You would so add the same probably to each? Yeah. See, I don't, for me because I have, let's say we're comparing a pair of $20 retail earrings to a $72 retail necklace. Yeah. I would not add the same. Yeah. Yeah. To each of those. That yeah. makes no sense, which is why I, right. You um, couldn't add $2 to the necklace. Yeah. And also add $2 to the earrings. Right. That wouldn't make sense. I yeah. multiply. Yeah. I mean, how would you go about figuring out like how much of that, Right. Oil, why, you, like, like I would crazy. never bother figuring yeah. that shit out yeah. because it would be a useless number to me. Which is why I think when people get really literal and specific about like, I bought this yard of fabric and it costs $5 and that, and I used one yard of fabric for this purse. So $5, like, no, make it $7, like round up <laughs> so, <laughs> because there are things that you can't factor in. Like yeah. it's impossible right. to do the calculation. So like, don't get down to the end and feel satisfied that like your exact cost that you figured out mm -hmm. is appropriate because like you need, like you're probably going to do a materials cost, a time spent cost. I always tell people like you have to add some sort of like, I fucking made this up and you didn't cost mm -hmm. like people never add anything. People never add any value cost to their pricing like that's the thing that people always leave out like people are very easy to be like i spent this much money on fabric mm -hmm. and thread and i spent two hours making it here's my price they forget that like you designed that like that's you sure. made that you created that from your brain and that has value and if you don't think your idea has one dollar worth of value yeah you need to stop doing what you're doing because like you're not getting a kit at a craft store and just assembling it, you created that idea from nothing. So like you need to get paid. It's like a licensing fee. Like you need mm -hmm. to get paid every time you sell that for your design, right. as well as the physical, like out of pocket money you spent and the time you labored on it. And so I, I think that people forget, and then people definitely forget all the extra stuff, like the rent you're paying I, and the Wi-Fi bill and, the, you know, like people forget that. I feel like that's, I don't know. God, I have so many feelings. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to start with what I do, yeah. which is going to sound pretty simple compared to some of the shit I found on the internet. Yeah. Um. So I take all of the sort of estimated material costs because like I said I don't usually list out the exact things like okay I did an example so I could have something to reference and I did the glyph necklace yeah um 
which is made with a cast piece, which is the bulk of the cost on that. Um, and I would have estimated about that in my head for the stone without actually um, uh, counting it out like I did last night. <laughs> Um, I would have guessed it because yeah. I bought it and I stored it in my head when I yeah. bought it. That's how much it cost. And then I would have estimated all this, the pin, the chain, the clasp, the tag, the jump rings. I would have just estimated that in my head yeah. without. Um, uh, so anyhow, I did, used one of their formulas that I found for it. Oh, wait, I'm talking about what I do. Okay. So I would have just guessed all those numbers in my head and um, multiplied it times three to get my wholesale because I'd always heard that but you're guessing when you say you, you guessed all those numbers, yes. you guessed them based on just that you, you store those in your brain and yes. you, they're ba It's not like you didn't guess meaning like, I think clasps cost a dollar. I don't know. Like you guessed based on your own experience with those materials. Okay, so I just knew to let just to sure. be clear with people yeah. so that they're not like, oh, we're just supposed to guess how much an envelope costs. No, no you should what find I, out how much it costs and then memorize it, like Michelle has. Kind of, but <laughs> yes. like I'm not. I never do this. Like I know the I casting mean, was six dollars. I do the same thing. I do. I mean, mine is very much is much less components, but like I do the same thing where like even though from like paper mill to paper mill like if I buy envelopes from French paper mm -hmm. those are slightly different pricing than if I buy them from like envelope mall or paper mill or whatever like but I know that generally speaking they're going to you know like an A2 envelope might be 22 cents like but I'm not going to like unless I really need to like analyze a new product line mm -hmm. or something and different pricing or change my pricing. Yeah. I'm not going to nitpick, you know, four to eight cents. I if would I remember myself if I had to right. do this for every product. Like I kind of just go, well, and that's, there was another thing that, or maybe I looked it up. There was something about like people keeping like Excel docs mm -hmm. that are basically like formulas for like the various components that they use in common products and being able to kind of like have a oh, price calculator. Well, sure. I mean, then that's what this craft right. base would do for you. Right. Um, I love a spreadsheet, but I don't have time to do this. This is dumb because, um, okay. So, right. I get well, so to that number. To I decide it, it costs components like out. Yeah. this much and I multiply it times three. So, one third of that takes care of the materials. Another third of that takes care of, we'll call that overhead costs. Yes. Yeah. All Random the other shit. Extra stuff. And then the other third is my profit. Right. That's how I've always thought about things. Um, I listened to a podcast this morning, which referred to that method as being the restaurant method, which I had never heard before. Oh, okay. But apparently the third, third, third thing yeah. is a commonly used practice in restaurants. In restaurants. Whatever. Um, I was pleased to hear that I didn't completely make that up. Right. The or that people aren't like, don't thing. do this. Right. So <laughs> don't just divide it into three. That's how I get to my wholesale cost. Yeah. And then I multiply that by two to get to retail. retail. Yeah. But even then 
I sit there and I make sure that that makes sense amongst my other products. Yes. Do I need to change it a little bit higher or a little bit lower to right. make it fit in better? Yeah. So that I don't have 10 million price points. Yeah. Like, is it close to 36? Let's just make it Let's 36. Let's just make it 36 because I have these three other right. notices that are also 36. Yeah. Um. So that's what I do. And I ran the specifics on this necklace um, and... Um, which was materials plus an hourly rate. Yeah. Which I decided my hourly hourly rate would be $30 an hour. I don't Seems know reasonable. if that's insane or whatever, but anything lower than that was I mean, just really low. I saw things in random articles that I read, like literally anything from somebody being like, you know, like you'd charge, you'd say like, I'm going to make $8 an hour. I saw $10 an hour. I'm like, what? And then I saw ones that were like, you know, like $50 an hour. And I'm like, okay, so nobody had, no, right. Literally people are insane on both sides of the spectrum. So I thought I don't know first. And then that seemed low. So I made it 30. I mean, like if you're feeling weird about it and you're just like, I don't like, I, I want to make sure I'm paying myself something, but also like, I don't want to be insane. Like, Mm -hmm. You better not be charging less than twelve dollars an hour. No, That's I think fucking minimum wage. I'm sure it should be less than twenty. To right? be honest, twenty seems like a base. Like, be be nice to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, I did that materials plus the time, mm-hmm. um, and got that amount, and then they suggested I take that and multiply that by, by two, two to get my wholesale cost. And multiply that by two to get my retail cost, which ends up being seventy four twenty eight. I charge seventy two dollars for Boom. that necklace without any of that insane math. So I'm like, all right, I'm fine. And I did it on two other things in which I'm making a way better profit than with their formulas. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Okay, so for the people that don't have all their shit memorized. <laughs> you kind of proved that their formula makes sense. It does make sense. But like, I guess maybe I've been doing this for so long that. Well, yeah. And that's fair. Like, so, but I think for people who haven't been doing it for a million years, their, it did work. Their formula is basically saying you want to take all the cost of your materials, add that to your hour, hourly rate and also understand what, how long it takes you to make something. Mm -hmm. So like if, if something takes you seven hours to make it and, and you want to charge that $20 of an hourly rate, like that's $140. Like that, you know, mm-hmm. that has value and merit. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I've talked to show of hands vendors where I'm like, I mean, they're making fucking handbags and like hand knit things. And I'm like, how long does this take you? And they'll say hours and hours and hours. And then it's like $50. And I'm like, you, that means you're not charging anything for your hourly rate like that means you're not paying yourself i feel like the hourly rate thing was weird for me to think about because i've never i don't ever make one thing well of course so um and there's all kinds of hands-off time when stuff's in tumblers yeah and some things are some things can be made more efficiently if you're making them all at once, like if I you're mean, making everything's yeah, right, like you're not, if you're, way, you're not yeah. going to make two necklaces and have that be the same hourly rate as if you made 14 of those necklaces, right. you'd probably make the 14 in the same amount of time. Right. So like I had a, there has to be a little bit of wiggle of, room in there. Yeah. And then guess. I think for people who have things that do take a lot longer, like you have 
to negotiate with yourself a little bit there. Well, okay. I guess I left that part out. Um, I also, if something is what I consider a pain in the ass to make, you'll charge more. I'm going to just charge more for it. And it's going to be completely arbitrary because I'm going to think like, am I okay getting $36 for this? No, well, I want more than that because this so is a pain in the ass. Another thing to think about in relation to that is I try to think about things where it's like, okay, yes, I'm going to make six of this thing for a show that I'm about to go to. But what if, in theory, um, a really great store that has like multiple locations calls me and says, we want 42 of this necklace mm-hmm. and not six? are you going to still be happy about what you charge them? Right. Like remember, because some things like some things become more efficient as you need to do more of them. But then other, there are certainly products where like people who have to load a kiln, mm-hmm. it's like, what if I have to make a hundred of these instead of 12? Like yeah, that's like a you lot of extra work and a extra kiln. time. Yeah. So like based on your specific process and like your materials and how hard it is to do something or how much of a pain in the ass it is, like extrapolate out beyond what your normal or like you have to think of, remember that you want your company to grow. Mm-hmm. And so like, don't forget that like, just because it's easy for you to manage a tiny little order right now, because one person ordered one thing on Etsy Remember that like the goal should be that maybe some store picks you up and you need to make a shit ton of this. And like, are you still, do you still feel comfortable with that pricing? So I actually have a really good example of that, that I had, um, also priced out exactly. So the molecule necklace, um, using all the formulas should be retailed at about $28, which is where I started selling it at. Um, in 2011. Yeah. And, uh, I was selling so many of them and it was driving me nuts that I could make, you know, 10 of these and I'd only be getting 140 bucks from it. Like wholesale. Yeah. Like that's, it was a lot of time. Right. And it's kind of a pain. Like I don't enjoy making it. Yeah. I'll just say that. Um, and so I raised it to 32. Yeah. And then eventually it's at 36 now because it fits in with my other prices better. And it's and eight also years later. like now it's um, <laughs> worth it yes. to me yeah. um, to make it, even though technically 28 it's would more have been than fine. The, right. Yeah. I'm trying to determine like what our pricing thing would be. So obviously materials and labor and i think there's a pain in the ass fee yeah right so plus pain in the ass fee p pita the pita fee p-i-t-a what else do we have <laughs> um <laughs> some I th- other people have really complicated things so i don't see i think why that there needs have- to be something in there about that you came up with this and nobody else did right wait what were you calling that you had um, rewind uh, play that back. Um, I don't know. Something, probably something stupid or insulting. No, I thought it was good. That's why I was I like, know. shit, you called it something else earlier. Just like your design genius or something. Okay, design I don't know. genius. Like, like you came up with that. It's your, yeah. you, it's your baby. You did it. Nobody else did it. 
the assholes that come up to your booth and are like, I could make that. Well, no, you fucking didn't. Get the hell out of here. All right. It's um, the you came up with that fee. You came, you made it up. You came up with whatever what? unique aspect is that makes that person want to buy it. We'll refine this. So that's value. There's no, value no. in that. Yeah. Um, like certainly your time, your labor yes, has to be in there. Got that. Um, which you can either come up with an hourly rate, yeah. like all these other formulas, or um, mine just happens in that multiplication yeah. times three. So I, also, I get paid more for making something that's seventy two dollars and less yes. for something like. Um, I will say yeah. that, and this only applies to some people and doesn't apply to others, but like your, your packaging and presentation needs to be a part of that. Okay. Because some people like in your case, there's only certain times when you're packaging or presenting, but there are other people whose product cannot be sold without its packaging. Yes. So like Sarah from Bonnie. Yes. Like, her product cannot be squirted out into your hand and you walk away with it. She ha there oh, has to be yeah. like, she didn't make that bottle, but right. she bought that well, bottle. That that's she probably bought, obvious to, her, to but, someone who has yes. a container. But that's what I mean is like, yeah. there are certain things that you wouldn't necessarily necessarily consider materials okay. that made your product. Yeah. Like Sarah would consider the the ingredients that go mm -hmm. into her product but then she also has another level of i have to get this bottle with this type of dispenser top on it i have to have a box that it goes in that protects the glass from breaking that makes it easy to put on a shelf there has to be a label on it that clearly lists mm -hmm. the ingredients like those are all things that we don't have to worry about you don't have to have an ingredients list on your jewelry right like so I think that there's elements of that that like will cost more than like my packaging sometimes is negligible. Like it might be a cello sleeve, but then there's other times where like, I mean, I have, I've had products in the past where my packaging costs more than the product. Oh, wow. So for wholesale even. Yeah. Cause, um, because that's part of the selling point. Like that's the reason why it sells. And so people have to remember that like, the look of that, the design of that, the printing of that, the materials that you spent on that are also part of the value of your product. Like people are buying it because it's in a pretty package. So the things that I guess I wish that some of these articles would just like say over and over again, these, these things might not apply to your yeah. business because yeah. they're so generic. Like just they're, saying yeah. they're packaging very generic. Yeah. that you should, uh, one of these books actually, this really annoyed me. Um, oh God, really oh, annoyed me. Um, they have the materials totaled up and then under that they have packaging, which they divide out um, into box with label, tissue paper, ribbon, business card, thank you note, mailing box. And it's like, wait a second. They're from? getting that for wholesale. No. Yeah. So and that's none what, of yeah. this is for wholesale. Right. Um, Oh, right. I ran numbers on this, too, just to be. Yeah, to see just how it to works. See. So no mention in this entire um, article about pricing. This book is called Grow Your Handmade Business. So theoretically, it's a follow up to starting your handmade business. Okay. You're supposed to be. You already yeah, have. You're already, already running a business. Now. Yeah. And there is no mention about wholesale in this numbers section. 
Interesting. No mention. The word wholesale is not in here. Ew. I know. So, <laughs> so they've got uh. their materials are $24.80. And then they've got $3.80 worth of packaging. Also, they're paying themselves $10 an hour. Oh, what year is this book from? It's five years old. Okay. Um, so minimum wage. So this necklace, this is for a necklace. Uh, two hours, they're saying. It, it oh, takes my to God. Make to make one? I'm Jesus. not spending two hours on one Okay, thing. so they're charging $20 for labor. Right. So total now cost. they get to 48.60. Okay. And then that's it. And then they're, they're not like, saying. They're like, this is what you, now you charge 48.60 for it. No, you, you can't. You charge twice as much as that. Right. <laughs> There's and then it's over. It's just over. <laughs> and then the article is just at the end. Um, what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was so mad. I don't get it. Because it's like, um, well, I hope. Also, can someone I could read this and be like, OK, that's how it sounds do great. It. And then when someone wants wholesale, they're like, OK, it's half of forty eight sixty. Oh, no. And then they actually paid to give them that product. Yeah. Oh no! God damn it! Like what? Um, so can I just say a little side thing about because I'm don't buy this book. I'm real. Don't buy the book. I'm real into packaging and like if you're only spending three dollars on all that packaging you just listed, that's crazy. Because my okay. fucking mailing box costs a dollar twenty. Like what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> that's not even pretty. <laughs> really? Yeah, like a tab lock, like one of those. My tablock ones only cost. Well, how many are you buying at once, though? Eighty some cents. Oh yeah. Each. Well, Twenty-five. Mine are added? huge. How big are they? Like eight by ten by four. Well, okay, no, they're bigger than eight, eight by eight by. They're bigger threes. than eight. They're bigger than eight by ten because they have to fit an eight Where by ten. Where are you buying them from? Um, I've bought them from U Line. Oh, well, that's um, weird. But I've also bought ones from. Um, that site, the boxery. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. So my problem with that is obviously they're not considering wholesale because you wouldn't build those things into a wholesale cost. Right. Those. Yeah. You're not shipping a box of, uh, gift wrapped products to a store right yeah and this um the crafty base download thing that i did made the same mistake they don't use the whole word wholesale once in this whole thing oh. um and they have here's what their formula has material oh costs yeah labor costs advertising fees uh, what per, is this per item brought to you by facebook <laughs> um postage Okay. And miscellaneous other expenditures. And they don't say what... Also, that's the wrong word. Expenses, not expenditures. That's, I'm just reading. Did they, um, and then they don't tell you what those ex, those other things are? Um, no. Uh, they just mention... Oh, They're God, like, you make it up. This makes me so mad. Um, under it says, tips. Don't forget to include hidden costs, like shipping and taxes. You shouldn't be paying taxes no. on these things. No. Also, like, wait, what's the postage for? Do they mean shipping? So that's I was. I, that's why I wrote. Like, again. wait. Um, do they mean what postage? postage? Do they mean postage like from the materials costs? And they're 
um, taking that number from all those things yeah. and multiplying it. So now you're marking up postage. Yeah, and you're marking you up taxes. Right. What? What? Okay, so they tell you to add those things together and then multiply that by two? Multiply it. Okay, good. This is where get, things Oh, God, get, it gets complicated. It gets I see your notes. Gross. <laughs> it gets gross. Okay. Get ready, everybody. So. Oh, there's like math formulas on that page. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, read uh, the formula. Can't do this. Read the formula. So their formula is cost plus, and then in parentheses, cost times markup equals price. <gasps> oh fuck! Did you do a test one? I did. Okay. Um. Oh wait, is this me testing? It's me testing a couple things at the same time. Wait. So actually. let's do a really basic thing. So like, let's say that you have a product that costs five dollars. Okay. Right? So yeah. five. So they want to do five, so five plus, plus and then, and then five, five times, times 1.5. 1.5 is our markup. Right. And then that equals the price. Right. Okay. So do we need a calculator? I don't. we're mentally disabled and we don't know how to do math in our brain. I'm just going to do it for. So that's 1250. Okay. So they're saying that. A and that is your um, wholesale, I think. So no, it's no. Wait, this is the thing right. that doesn't mention, it doesn't wholesale. mention wholesale. So they're yeah, saying no, that's this your is price. It. I guess so. Okay, so something that costs you five dollars, you're they want you to retail for twelve fifty. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. I could I could see that being the wholesale. Oh yeah. Price. Okay, so I did. Um, right. Yeah, I'm about to do this for my shit. Okay, let's. Say. I did it for the glyph necklace, the one that oh, I I did, did on okay. a different one. Yeah. So what, I used. So what did it say you should charge for this one? Forty eight ninety six for retail. And for retail, and I'm charging seventy two. And I just oh right, and I did the math on. It. I'm like, if I divided that by two, I'd be getting twenty four forty eight for it for wholesale. And you'd make which four dollars and ninety one cents in profit. Oh my god. There's no mention of multiplying this number again. I feel like the only way that that formula is acceptable is if that's wholesale. But they don't say there's no mention of wholesale. And then they tell you to do one in 1.5 for markup. Yes. They and suggest that. Here's the thing. In, in what world like what would if you, you decide two? to <laughs> multiply the markup? Multiply. So it's, this thing costs you $29. Yeah. Now, instead of multiplying it by 2.5 yeah you've decided to multiply 29 by 1.5 and then add 29 back into it in no, what world why? would you do the math that way i don't know. i had a huge fit about this last night and steve was like oh and my I god put the paper down here's why i think it is yeah they in their heads are like we want a 150 percent markup because mm -hmm. that's that's what they think things should be and they're like okay so let's multiply that by 1.5 oh that's not the number we were looking for well, let's add 29 back into it now that's the number <laughs> oh, that we're looking better. for it's like what you really what they don't know is it's a 250 percent markup right which is normal and right yeah they don't know the difference between adding 150% and, and multiplying. multiplying by 150%. Okay. So don't do that, everybody. Anyhow, this this sucked. Also, I think like a good... And a, how dangerous is this for someone just starting? Absolutely. That's yeah. what I wrote. 
Yeah. Dangerous. Pricing strategy. Seriously. Wholesale is not mentioned in this. Yeah. I think I that, think it's irresponsible. I, mean, I think that it's a good idea, like in general, like when you go online and you go look at books and all of these things, like stepped on D. there is so much information out there that it is hard to dis- if you if you are just starting out, like I can't imagine what it's like. I'm glad that all this information wasn't available to me when I was oh, starting absolutely. out. I think I would have been overwhelmed and yeah. would have just quit. But I think that something that that's reasonable is like use use your logic and reasoning skills to like think of some scenarios where like yeah like if you do some of these test formulas where you're like okay does this seem reasonable does it seem reasonable that i would spend five dollars of my own money and then only make seven dollars yeah off of that right, like does right, that right. seem does that seem legit to you no and like even like for people who are just starting out and I know there were several articles I read that mentioned that like the reason why pricing is so difficult is because when people are starting out and because they're small businesses and they're independently owned and maybe it's one person, you are torn between kind of the desperation to just get sales. Like you really just want to sell stuff. You want people to want it. You don't want to scare people off with too high of a price, but at the same time, you don't want to make it too cheap because you don't want to undersell yourself and make people think that your product isn't quality. And like you get torn between like, well, you'd rather everyone kind of defaults to making their prices lower because mm-hmm. they believe that that means more people will buy it. Right. But then the articles that were really smart that I read were about, remembering like several of them were like when pricing your products don't forget about what customer you want yes who your customer is and and if they aren't if if you don't have an established customer base and you don't have a clear idea of who your customer is have a customer that you want like imagine the ideal customer who do you want to be buying your stuff who do you want to be at your trade show booth, your craft show booth, every time getting real excited. And what do you want them to be buying? How much money do you expect them to spend? What kind of friends are they buying gifts for? Like, because that's the, that's the scenario that's going to help you go 1250. Like that lady that I'm imagining is my customer is going to see that that costs 1250 and be like, why isn't this $24? Mm-hmm. Like, and remember those people are real. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people that goes to a craft show and is like, I want to pull this person aside and tell them that everything in their booth should be twice as much as it is. And that I'm not, I'm not saying that like, because I'm rich. I'm not saying that because I can throw money at everything. I'm saying that the inherent value of what you're showing to me right now, you've actually made everyone think that your stuff is kind of worthless by pricing it the way you've priced it. And I know that's not why you priced it that way. You priced it that way. Cause you want people to be like, Ooh, a bargain. Do you want a bunch of customers who are looking for a bargain? Or do you want a bunch of customers that are like, this is amazing. I love this. I need it. I don't like it costs an amount that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when people get into a tricky situation because 
it's hard to decide what that number is. It's hard to decide like who, who's going to, they're going to be people no matter what you price your work at that are going to think your stuff is too expensive and there are going to be people that think it's too cheap. Right. No, I mean like this and it's a never ending issue. Yeah. Like every now and then I'll get um, an email from someone who's like, and I spent $20 on this. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, what? Um, what? <laughs> is that a lot or not a lot? Yeah. Explain well, to me where you're coming it, from. That it's a lot. It's a lot. It's right. like, okay, most people know right. that $20 is actually not very much, but okay. Thank you and for reminding it, me a lot of people buy their jewelry yes. at Walmart. And um, reminding <laughs> you that like, everyone has a different idea of what things are valued at. Like mm -hmm. there are people, there are things that people spend money on that. I'm like, you spent $300 on that. Are you insane? And then it's like, well, that's, that's them. That's not yeah. me. There's obviously thousands of people that want to buy that terrible handbag. That's made in Taiwan for $1,800. They sell thousands of them every year. I would never, you know, I wouldn't buy that bag if it costs $30. So you have to remember that like you shouldn't be pricing for the world. You should be pricing for your customer and you shouldn't apologize to the people who are kind of on the outskirts of what that means. Like, because some of those people are going to be like some of those people who might think that your stuff is a little expensive mm. are going to be like, yeah, but I really want it. And then the people that think it's too cheap are going to be like, they should raise their prices. I'm buying two of these. Mm -hmm. Like you have to remember that like you have to stick to your guns and be confident in what the value of your work is. And at the end of the day, you have to be comfortable with the profits you're making and the revenue you're bringing in and whether or not it's sustainable. The, pr the goal is to be sustainable. You're right. good to no one if you drive yourself into the ground and are broke at the end. That's like, definitely that, where I'm at right, right now. I'm like, I'm not totally sure that this is sustainable enough. Right. And that's the thing is like, it, would you rather have a hundred customers buying your stuff at a show and your prices are 20% lower than they should be? Or would you rather have 70 people buying your stuff at a price that you feel real happy with. Right. Obviously the second choice. Well, and like, I feel happy with the prices, but like I overall, like I'm still working a lot to make not that much of a salary. Like right. I yeah. think, um, I worked it out and it's like, uh, maybe $12 an hour. Yeah. Which is not great. No. Is what I'm actually making. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it should be more. Yeah. Um, oh, so things that I wished I would have seen people discuss, um, which we've kind of touched on, is some, like, the idea of a brand fee, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of built into yeah. my design genius yeah. idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking about, like, why, um, like, the example, um, of the podcast I listened to, they interviewed uh, the founder of PF Candle Co. So I've got mm -hmm. candles on my brain. Yeah. And like how um, they c can charge what they charge because they're established. Right. They're a brand. Yeah. It's like, a premium. People know who they are. Yeah. You're paying a premium for 
part of what you're paying for is the brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's fair. Like I think, and also, I mean, that's why, that's why like actual branding is an important part Mm -hmm. of people's businesses. And when people rebrand or get really good branding, when they start, like they inevitably see an uptick in sales because even if you're not an established brand that has like a long running reputation, like there's something about good branding that makes like psychologically, it makes consumers feel like they trust you more and they are comfortable and they're like, this looks like it's like the same theory I have about shared booths versus full booths. Like it, it shows it, even if it's fake, it shows legitimacy. It shows that you've committed to something fully. It shows that you have, like if you have a sign and a cool logo and you have business cards, like a consumer without even really knowing why is more likely to buy something from you. And they're more likely to be okay with your higher price. If you imagine like someone at the last craft show you went to that had really high end, beautiful products. So like, let, like let's make an example. Like imagine Sophia Reyes having all of her clothes on like mismatchy hangers on a clothing rack and a table with no tablecloth mm-hmm. and a handwritten sign that said Sophia Reyes designs. Same clothes, same quality of clothes, same person made them, same designs, same prices. D- I don't think she would have sold a damn thing. People would have been like, um, like there would have been a few people that would have seen past the facade of that and looked at her actual clothes and been like, this is actually really beautiful. I want to buy this, but they would have turned over that price tag and been like, Hmm, this, this probably should be cheaper based on the context of what I'm looking at. But when she shows up and she's wearing the clothes and she has a cute sign and she has her logo, she has business cards, she has clear pricing she has a beautiful clothing rack. She has a mirror. Like, she has accessories. She has a wide range of products available. People immediately feel like, oh, this is an environment that I feel comfortable in. I'm really into what she's making. I want to spend time here looking at stuff and trying things on. And then you turn over that price tag mm-hmm. and you're like, totally makes sense. Totally clear why this is $80. Totally get it. Um, now I want to buy it. That reminds me of something um, I read in the ugliest book I got from the library. That is the ugliest book ever. The most helpful crafts and craft shows. Um, How to make money. It's very succinct. I don't know how they made the. Oh, I do. It's terrible. It's got holographic. Okay, like digital holographic glossy. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Kind of highlighty. It's a lot of drop shadow. Yeah, drop shadow. Yep. There we go. There's like three outlines on that first font. And it's old. It's yeah, the when's oldest it from? book. It's like from 2000 <gasps> or 2001 or something. So you would think that... So these are people doing craft fairs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like a real craft a fair. A real craft fair. you think this book would be This is before useless. Renegade Craft Fair yes. existed. This was the most helpful book. Awesome. Of the three. Awesome. Um... These people know what they're talking about. I like it. Um, I want to borrow this book from you. Or I wanted get it from to read more of it, um, but I thought, no, I need to limit myself because they obviously talk about craft shows. It's called Crafts and Craft Shows How to Make Money by Philip Cadubeck. Oh, wow. Cadubeck. Cadubeck. K A D 
U-B-E-C. Oh, my God. That's a name. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, he and his wife. Got it. Uh, wrote this. Awesome. Because um, they own a business making baskets, I think. Wood things. Okay. Um, like Longaburger? Sure. Longaburger um, baskets. Anyhow, um, in the um, chapter about pricing, um, I like they talked about the loss leader. Okay. L-O-S-S. Yeah. leader um which would be um the product in your booth that um nobody gives sir, a shit about <laughs> no that people that actually people draws people in yeah it's this perfect price point for making a purchase but maybe you don't make the best profit mm, on it it's yeah. that introductory thing and i immediately thought of enamel pins because yeah. you're always thinking about it yeah it's this entry point yeah where they're like i recognize what that is right. and i in general like that thing i would like to walk towards it i feel like yeah like so sophia we were just talking about i think hers is scarves hers is sure. for sure like that infinity scarf yeah, they see that on a mannequin or on her and they're like i like scarves <laughs> Let's investigate. <laughs> On the flip side, they also um, reference a guy who's a painter at shows who, as his loss leader, if you will, yeah. always has like a $5,000 painting in front. Yeah. But he never intends on selling that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But people come in and then they buy a $200 print. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I will I will reference um, Dolan Guyman. Um, who's a mixed media artist that used to be in Chicago. They're now in Colorado. Um, he was very smart early on when he would have these very large scale, you know, individual pieces that like somewhat, some of them were upwards of, I think when he was starting out, like they might've been only a few thousand dollars. Um, but they were things that were like a huge commitment for people to purchase. And he start he does a lot of screen printing and like layered work on wood and painting on wood and things like that. And he started just making these like nine by 12 plywood, like one off screen prints. He'd use the screens he already had made for these bigger pieces. And he'd just like layer them up kind of randomly, like very sketchbook, like, mm -hmm. So, but they weren't prints. They were still like a physical heavy item that looked like his bigger pieces still mm -hmm. on wood, still like the same color palettes and stuff like that. And he'd have a big bin of those in the okay. front. So he'd have these amazing eye catching, insane pieces up on the wall that you would just immediately be like, we need to go look at that. And you'd walk in and be like, well, there's no fucking way I can afford this like giant multimedia three-dimensional piece that weighs 200 pounds that costs six thousand dollars and then you'd look around and be like oh my god but then there's these like little guys that are like give me the same feeling and i like the same way and they're like 25 dollars yep and then he has a thing that's like buy three of them for 60 or something and it's like yeah that's great now you can take a piece you want that you want a piece of that thing that you just mm -hmm. experienced you really like it a lot but you instead of just walking away and being like oh that was a cool painting or that was a cool piece you end up giving him 60 bucks and if 40 people do that well then you know like you just made a bunch of money um i'm gonna read some of this because it's kind of cute just thinking about um the days where this is what craft 
craft fairs were. <laughs> um, they're talking about how their loss leader um, used to be um, plant markers. Oh, right. Like, so um, you'd say like basil and herbs. and Yeah. yeah. Um, and they would uh, charge $2 a piece for them. Aww. I know. Um, sometimes only a dollar. <laughs> nice. Um, anyhow, the, they would sell enough of them to pay for their booth fee. That's, nice. that's part yeah. of the reason why they and had And their booth them. fee was $40. Um, probably. <laughs> um, so, and then they write a few years later, Judy, that's his wife, suggested that they change it to um, making to having some small wooden baskets with wooden tulips in them, painted wooden tulips. Oh my God, and so he's cute. like, that sounds dumb. That, um, she said you're an idiot judy <laughs> judy said plant steaks were out and this might be better and he's like whatever what is i thought it was the dumbest idea she <laughs> ever had who would want to buy wooden tulips everyone I foolishly asked the whole world nevertheless i made them we put the basket on a shelf at the front of our booth and charged ten dollars for them we sold 10 the first weekend and thereafter rarely sold fewer than 20 a show, sometimes 30 or 40. Oh my God. And um, basically six years later, they're now selling them at $20 and they're like the most popular product. Awesome. Isn't that adorable? Yeah, it's really adorable. I love it. I like the, like the nutshell of that. The takeaway from that is like, if you think, if you just think something is fun and cool and you want to do it, yeah, just do it. We get like, to. Just, you yeah. get to, you know, there is no boss above you saying, no, we don't have the budget for that. Like you just make it and see what happens. And guess what? You're going to fail sometimes. But also like if your gut is telling you that like something is a clever idea, it might turn into your best selling product. You have, you have no idea. And those new products help sell your existing products always. Ooh, I just found a section about special orders, which I'll read before we do our second episode yeah. about, we're going to do custom pricing in the next episode. Yeah. Um, and I've had a really hard time finding any information on it. It's such a broad yeah. topic that it's but hard to. But I feel to... like there should be some direction. Yes. That people can look to um uh maybe we go over some of our facebook group yeah before comments. we before we wrap up yeah. part one um so this is probably one of the most um commented on posts we've had in the group i think like the pricing is like, definitely yeah. it's either it's either something that people are like oh my god you guys i finally fucking figured this out here's my tips mm -hmm. or it's like people are like please god help me i don't know how to price anything what the fuck do i do I mean, it's definitely a, I think it's in the top five for sure of like the stuff that we struggle with. Yeah. Like a lot. Of, I mean, I, I, it's probably my number one thing, especially when it comes to custom stuff where I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I, I'm because I don't do custom work Yeah. in my head. If someone wanted me to do something custom, they would expect it to be the same exact price as the thing that. I'm customizing like this Which with a different stone. Asinine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that more in, this, um, in part two. Well, let me pull up. I couldn't get all three pages to print, so I had to take a screenshot. Wait. 
and that I emailed to myself. Oh my god. <laughs> you took a screenshot that you emailed yourself? Why don't you just look at the screenshot? I took a screenshot on my phone because I don't have Facebook on my phone. Oh, I got it. Or I mean, not on my you phone. Took on, it my computer, on your computer. Sorry. And then on you my emailed computer, it to yourself. And got I it. emailed it I was to like, Here, you know sorry. you can just look at it on your phone yeah, again. <laughs> no. Alright, I have to download it. Oh my god. Can't you just say view or whatever? Just the eyeball thing. Oh. I didn't want to. You're making this complicated. I am. Okay. So You're an old lady used your phone. <laughs> um, so like while everyone seems to have their own thing, they basically end with like, you know, adjust accordingly. Right. Um Yeah, because it's I mean, it is very true, like it you would be hard pressed to find good advice from somebody that's outside of your industry. And even when you find somebody that's in your industry, it's still like, well, yeah, but what? Cause like Michelle will have stuff about like, just because you're a jewelry designer doesn't mean that you manufacture or design or make things in even remotely the same way that this other person does. Like right. there are people using gemstones an and fine jewelry and like gold. Yeah. And like some people are casting things and some people are literally just going to like, a bead store and putting beads on stuff like or it's like all if you different have a manufacturer you're yeah. now marking up after their markup right. and yeah complicated um uh so jennifer from is that uh talks about how she likes to get all of her costs so i assume that's you know everything materials yes. overhead labor all of that yeah into 40 percent of the retail price so that um yeah. gives her 10% that's just extra icing. Yeah. Um, so that's, I'm like, I'm trying to think of, well, you know what? It sounds like she's figured out more of her costs than I have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're good at figuring that shit out, then that is yeah. one potential way. I, yeah, I could never, um, uh, work that shit out. I don't want to at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So you have an extra ten percent for um growth or giving discounts. Um. And if you can make that margin better, then yeah, do it. That's actually a really. That's something that we haven't talked about yet. Is the like allowing a margin for discounts? I think that's really. I think that's really well, smart I, in your retail cost. Well, I, yeah. Oh, and your wholesale too, even. So I did actually want to talk about padding for like the, um, like the Indigo Fair cut. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. If you have a rep, if you use something like Indigo Fair, yeah. if you have Etsy fees. Which is now fair. I don't know but if that's I'll ever all, switch over. Indigo I know. Isn't that funny? I feel like they got sued. Come on. I think they had I a wondered. copyright infringement issue. I wondered issue. too. Yeah. Um, I, my... I mean, I feel like part of that just kind of lumps into the overhead category of like, cause like in that, yeah. the thing that you cited on the paper document, like mm -hmm. was a thing where it was like, like in their overhead list of prices, like one of them was like Etsy fees and stuff, you know? So it's like, you kind of have to throw that in there with like, cause there's fees on your credit cards and there's fees on Shopify and there's fees, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's stuff that like, is obviously Those stuff you pay for. I consider part of my retail markup. Though. Yeah. Yeah. The doubling. Yeah. 
like the other half of it, right? Full retail price. That's taking care of the things that only exist for my retail right fees. Yes, like my website. Yeah. mostly I yeah. guess um and uh actual packaging and right stuff like that right like the retail packaging and fees yeah. credit card fees yeah I think that if there's but I I like the idea of there being like and it also depends you can't on, pad a Etsy fee into well, yeah. your wholesale price anymore no no of not course anymore. not no 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 of course not um I think, but uh, like the mention of discounts makes sure, me think discounts, like yeah. if you, if you are, because if you're using sales and discounts and promotions and like show discounts and stuff like yep. that as a marketing tool, which mm -hmm. is very smart. Yes. Um, or if you have systems in place where you have like a buy three, get one free or buy two and it's a cheaper price. Like if you need to be able to incorporate those things and remember like to account for like the cheapest you would ever sell that thing for. Yes. So like if you have like Julie from Long Dog Dandy sells her mugs often for like, there'll be $20 a piece, but then it'll be like three for third or three for, or two for 36 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like there'll be some better deal. So yeah. like account for you charging $18, not 20. Definitely. Yeah. And then the $2 extra discounts. when you sell it by itself is just extra money. That's more towards your profits. Um, so yeah, that's a good one considering discounts and something that I need to figure out if I need to pad like 5% more in. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Just like a tiny amount a tiny can bit. help do that. Yeah. Um, Layla also jewelry designer, um, has spreadsheets Yes. which shockingly I refuse to do. Um, and does, that is shocking because you really like spreadsheets. I have a bunch of <laughs> spreadsheets that I've started with like every item in it. And I'm constantly discontinuing and adding so much yeah. that I never update them. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm tired of, I, I can't that? even imagine trying to do it for um, costs. Yeah, for all of the individual things. Yeah. Yeah. I it's too much whatever. Um so she does materials plus time plus time times 2. Got it. Um ra and rounds up. Um yeah. for wholesale. Yeah, and, and then, then she multiplies this I like multiplies by 2 or 2.3 sometimes 2.5 for retail, which is um definitely an industry standard yeah for sure um i remember seeing that all the time in boutique retail that the retailers had um their manufacturer suggested manufacturer was already 2.5 times yeah the wholesale cost yeah so um in terms of her presenting her line to a retailer they're going to love seeing yes, that profit margin for sure. available to them there. Yes, for so, sure. Um, that's a great tactic if you can do it. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Maria from Pocampo. She's got... I should have like really read these things ahead of time. So she's got a target cost of goods, cost of goods range. 
um, which is 20 to 25% of her target retail price. Um, shipping, storage, miscellaneous shit <laughs> um, usually adds 5 to 8% to the cost of goods. Um, da, da, da. Um, if she still can't get her cost of goods low enough, then she'll raise the price. So it seems like she's yeah, um, working, working the other way around. Yeah, which that's I smart. do all the time too. Yeah, that's very you, smart. Like you have to do a balance of all of yeah. these things. And things like her, like what she's doing, she's also, you know, she's having these bags made and, you know, she's designing new things and, and adding things in. She right. So like given what she's doing, like she needs to decide how many of these bags are we going to make at once like what's worth it and what's not worth it because if she orders you know i don't know what the numbers would be but if she orders 200 bags mm -hmm. the price per bag is going to be more than if she orders 500 and if she can figure out start with the cost back up to the cost of goods and realize we yeah. want it to be this price and then you know only as a last resort will yeah. she say okay well it looks like we're gonna have to make yeah. these five dollars more well and she also mentions if she has to raise the target retail price too much where she doesn't think it's feasible she'll cancel the product yeah then just don't yeah and you that's like the hardest readjust the design to do is yep. to let go yeah but you have to be smart about what's going to sell and what's not because the worst case scenario is you make you outprice your other the rest of your line yeah. and now you have this weird yeah. second pro like if you suddenly had a necklace that was like 130 dollars yeah. people would be like what is this right and like even if they loved it they would kind of be like this doesn't make sense with that like mm -hmm. now i feel like there's something like either everything else here is too cheap or this is alarmingly expensive and why i mean i even have like the necklaces that are 88 dollars mm -hmm. so very slowly retail yeah but wholesale aren't a problem right yeah whatever um i had a um instance uh very recently that this reminds me of um i tried to get a quote on a casting from uh my new york caster mm. who does like large quantities and stuff yeah and they quoted me like more than twice what i know it should be yeah um because i have been having it cast here locally i just can't order 150 of them yeah um and so they give me this quote and I'm like, okay, no. Yeah, no, nope, not, not doing that. They, got a, they called me and they're like, what price do you need it at? And it was like so awkward. <laughs> like, because um, the half price, that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I, d I got that price that oh. I wanted. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that was a really great, stressful learning experience yes, for me. Yeah. Because And I did have to concede I wanted them to um, come cleaned up. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? Just just cast them. I'll do the cleanup. The cleanup's not actually a nightmare like it is for yeah. some of the other things they do. Um, I'll, I'll concede on part of this if you give me the price that I actually want. Yeah. So. But yeah, if <sighs> the cost of that had been double, then you immediately wiped out your profit margin right like i just yeah I can't or you like, could have to got, raise the price and you can't do that right yeah. and with the cast pieces like there's not as much wiggle room because it, they already cost yeah. so much more. yeah and you've invest you've already paid for things up front in a certain quantity and you have to like count on that those being sold yeah for it to be worth that yeah yeah um all right um michael from mp custom made 
Um, so, oh, we're going to talk about him with custom stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Are He's there any other stuff with custom? custom um, Jenny from Ferno Nettles says she just estimates, um, which is, you know, vaguely what I'm doing. I'm estimating with a little bit of math. Yeah. There's also a certain amount of like when when you're just kind of generally comparing yourself to like the market around you like yeah, that's also $12 like soap. if she has bath and body things that have yeah. I mean, I'm the same way with cards like there's a certain expectation from the consumer of like what a bar of soap is going to cost at a at a craft show yeah. or at a boutique or like what a scrub is going to cost or what you know like if she suddenly had like jars of you know sugar scrub that cost mm-hmm. $32 people would be like what the fuck right, is right. what's going on yeah. with this? does it have gold in it like what's going on or if she had bars of soap that were $15, like there's a certain level of like, oh, a bar of soap is probably going to be like six to $8. Yeah. And there's probably going to be some kind of buy this many, get a discount. Yes. Like that's a general understanding. Yeah. And same with cards. Like I'm the same way. Like my cards don't necessarily need to be the price they are, but like it would seem alarming if they were way cheaper or sure. way more expensive. People would be like, why are all these other people selling cards for this amount and yours are suddenly. So like, even if all of our pricing and costs and markups are different, we all kind of end up at the same price because well, that's nice that's, that your industry does that yeah. because most, well, there's less, <laughs> there's less variables yeah. in our industry yeah. than there are in yours. Um, okay, Yojo and Whitney, we're going to save her custom things. Let's see if I had um, Megan also custom. Sydney, she has a spreadsheet. Love spreadsheets. Um, everybody, everybody get a spreadsheet. Um, this is, god damn it, why don't I wear glasses? <laughs> um... Why don't you have a bigger phone? Why is your phone so small? Because I'm cheap. <laughs> Why don't you have a phone that's the size of an iPad? <laughs> the size of, yeah, no. This is my iPad We've mini. We've already discussed oh, how I have a tiny phone, whatever. whatever. Um, your phone's only slightly smaller than mine. Yeah. Um, so she has uh, physical materials used in each piece, then labor. Um, and then that gets, this is amazing. It gets multiplied by 26%. I find that very fascinating. It's a very clear percent. It's a very Sydney, specific ha- how? percentage. How Why? did you come to that? Yeah. Um, so that's for the company's cut and then separately multiplied by 34% for overhead. I love her. I know. We're <laughs> like, I love her so much. Even if those are arbitrary numbers, I love I, it. It's very amusing to me. That, I'm sure she like, has a very specific the, reason for why they're those Instead of like doing 30 and 30. Or like doing 25 and, and 30. Yeah, it's very specific. I um, like so then that number is the cost to make the product, um, which she uses to come up with her wholesale and then, and retail, then retail price. Nice. Um, so yeah, um, it seems like everyone has a pretty good handle on how to do pricing except for custom, which is why we're going to try and tackle that in a separate episode. Um, but I think we wanted to just like really see what information was out there. And, and, it, and it runs the gamut. It really does. Was there like one other thing that I did find actually helpful? And if you guys have 
things that you like if there's Ooh. blogs or books yeah. or articles or anything that have really helped you kind of navigate figuring out pricing we most certainly will do additional episodes in the future that deal with maybe some more specific there was pricing some questions. pricing psychology Ooh. in that crafty base thing so that's, which i did actually that goes with good. my design genius thing and the whole like branding being a part of it um so they talk about um odd numbers and magic nines oh which for is for sure charm pricing yep um, so that's the, you know, eleven ninety nine instead of $12. And apparently um, studies show that um, sales will increase up to 25% by doing that. By making it eleven ninety nine yeah. instead of 12 yeah. Okay. But let me just say this out loud. Mm-hmm. I think that that is the opposite when it comes to craft shows. Right. So their next paragraph is prestige pricing yeah, yeah, which yeah. is the opposite like of that charm shit. pricing yeah yeah, yeah. we like if you want your products pricing. to be perceived as higher quality you should look to rounding your prices to the nearest whole number for sure yes so i think Absolutely. that's what we're all doing that's what we're all doing yeah, yeah. if you're doing 11.99 then you it's are it's at the dollar store, store yeah, yeah yeah don't do that shit yeah i mean I don't, I don't think i've ever seen anybody do that shit at a craft show that'd yeah, be real weird. weird i'd be like do you make this in china and this is coming out of a back box that you got from a factory every now and then <laughs> i do see see like cents like not 99 cents necessarily but cents and i think why yeah you're like just round it up actually sometimes i see prices that are like i don't 61 dollars it's like yeah what why not 62 yeah. or 60 there or is 65? i mean i've like, had people ask me about that when i when i had the store there were things so like people would when we were selling people's products i would always ask what they wanted the retail to be because mm-hmm. I don't want to oversell or undersell anyone at the store. So mm-hmm. I was making sure that like, I don't want somebody to be like, this is $32 here, but it's $36 on their Etsy shop. And it's like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I tried to make sure that they had some say over what that retail price was because some people expect stores to market up to a certain point other people are like market up to wherever the fuck you want i don't that's care that's my take um but there were certain prices where i suggested that things be changed because someone would be like oh you know i sell i would say the retail should be 19 dollars, and i'm like no 20 yeah i'm not selling shit i'm not selling 19, something for 19 dollars yeah, ever nine, like it either needs to be 18 or, or 20. 20 yeah and they would be like well why why and i'm like i don't know that's just it's just wrong. It should not be 19. It seems like you're trying desperately to not make it 20 yeah. when it should just be 20. Yeah. Um, Plus the tax is going to put it over yeah, 20 anyway. Just, tw- just make it 20. Um, but there were always, oh, 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 oh. There were always doggy ears. Oh, oh and now forward. Such a good doggy. <laughs> Hi baby. Um, but there's always, there were always things like that, like jewelry things. If I had lots of jewelry together in the store and like, um, like someone's line of necklaces were all like $65, but the other person's were all $68. I'd be like, can we just make them all $68? Like, can I just make all of these necklaces $68? Because Mm. I want to make sure that like no one's going, Oh, well I'm buying this because it's cheaper. I want there to be like an even playing field and for it to be like, or if somebody starts looking at the jewelry, I want to be like, all of those necklaces on that rack are $68. Oh, okay. Not that one's 67 and that one's 64 and that one's 66. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's hard. Because it simplifies it. And then ultimately is just like padding the other 
prices. But um, yeah, there is something about odd numbers for some reason. Yeah. Except for fives. I don't fives like odd. I don't. Yeah, fives. Five's fine. Are okay. 55, I, I 25. I tend to go with all evens though. Yeah, yeah. No, I do too. Um, this I liked. Um, bracketing and anchoring. So it, um, it's the idea where you have three options of the same product basic regular and premium and the goal is obviously to sell more of the regular ones yes but you're still going to catch some people who want the best option and then some people who can only afford the basic i think that that's a good idea but sometimes that can become it doesn't always work no i think sometimes with smaller oh businesses she cannot decide what she wants sometimes with smaller companies that don't have like a huge range of products like you're gonna look like you've lost your mind if you show up with like a a good better best soap rack like that's weird well, like that's you have funny to be you careful because they is gave that the a example soap example it's and it, like that doesn't work really like, dumb and gross if you're watching <laughs> like marcus limonis on the prophet yeah. and he's like yeah good better best you have a national brand that sells mm-hmm. t-shirts and there's this t-shirt and this line of t-shirts and this line of t-shirts then fine but i think that in the context of like a smaller business especially at a craft show you're going to seem bonkers if you have like these earrings that are this style, like this level and these earrings that are a little nicer. And then these earrings that are really nice, people are going to be like, well, now you're just kind of telling me that I'm a dick for buying these cheap earrings. Um, so I did. And my first thought, well, I had a couple, um, were making, um, you know, a gold filled version of something that's currently all in brass. And having yeah. that be, you know, yeah, yeah, I could make two price points. Yeah, um, we, I think if there's some versions yeah. of things, for sure. I just, I don't know, the whole we like, thought about it for a while. The whole like, this product line is cheap, and this product line is regular, and this product line is high end. Mm-hmm. Se- seems a little like you're segregating people into what they can afford. Sometimes it works. I, I did also think about um, just like in terms of. Uh, size because when mm-hmm. we were at Renegade um, and I bought that uh, coconut oil from Zach. Oh yeah. He and had, had three mi- sizes yep. yeah. and it was small, medium and large. That's and great. My brain immediately says medium. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's what? the middle commitment. Yeah. No, I uh, think so that's, like a, that instantly works. That kind of thing works. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you could use it that way too. I think. Yeah. I think that that kind of thing works. And the flip side, they mentioned reducing options because I if like you reducing have people, options. too many options. Now yep. they can't decide and they might walk away with nothing. I think that on the retail side of things, I, I prefer, I would say that on the retail side, it feels like if you're at a craft show, reducing options yeah I need if to you're work on that. if you're bringing a bunch of sh- shit if you're putting stuff in a catalog and saying i want to sell wholesale add options okay lots of options yeah. because you're going to cast a wider net but when you show up for a craft show if you if you just because you have 47 different types of products don't bring 47 different types of products oh my god oh my I bring god way more than that like jesus Christ. well it depends on what type of business you have obviously but like remember like look at your stuff from the consumer's point of view yeah like give them enough that it's worth standing there and looking through things and yeah. shopping but don't like 
some people overload and bring so many options for things. And it's just like, you need to remember that people want to look a little bit and then decide on something and buy it. Yeah. Like you don't want them to be like, Oh my God, I'm never going to decide. And there's so many price points and there's so many options. I'm going to just walk away now. It's hard to like fit everyone stop shopping styles in yeah because oh yeah for sure like there is that person who's like there are too many options i can't pick but then there's someone who's like oh you didn't bring this yeah every right, time absolutely it's like i brought 75 percent of my offerings yeah and it whatever. but then that's why you have like a discount mm-hmm. code for your online sure. shop on a card that you're just like absolutely it's on our online shop here's free shipping have a nice day i might try that again even though every time i've done it, it doesn't no one has lead ever to anything um, so then the last two, they mentioned that, um, sometimes removing the dollar sign, um, is effective. <laughs> um, but That's it cute. depends on what you're selling. That's adorable. Like the numbers has to be clear that it is yes. a price and yeah. not something else. Yeah. I did that once just cause I was trying to do something cute, um, with vinyl, uh, numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone thought that they were the ring size, not the price. And it's like, okay. You're like, all right, everybody. Yes. This whole bin is five do- five size five rings. All of them. Size five. Whatever. <laughs> um, and then they mention uniqueness. Uh, so the fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. So we've already talked about that. Scarcity. Whatever. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, so yeah, we should yeah. we should wrap That's this. It. We're wrapping this up. This part up and then we're going I to have I was worried part. I was going to be too all over the place, which I don't know. It was okay. It was it was reasonably I, all over the place. So much information. I know. Well, so we'll Ugh. we'll wrap this up. People probably mm-hmm. have if you have a lot of question new questions brought up by this episode because it's kind of going to be a never-ending conversation that we're all going to have forever and ever and ever. Um, but yeah, if you um have your way of pricing and you feel like you want to send up, you know, give us some information about that and you didn't already post on the Facebook group, you can do that. And, um, I would say if you have questions about custom pricing, you can send them to us, but we're going to record it right right now. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we'll probably talk about custom work again. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So thanks for listening. Yeah. And we look forward to hearing your pricing tidbits or even if it's like stuff that yeah. you hate read, like we like to hate read stuff where we're like, yes. this is terrible. Why would somebody publish this online? It's garbage. Yes. Um, and go mark up your prices if you aren't paying yourself enough. Yeah. Please. And it's always good. I mean, like final point, it's always a good idea to, I mean, this is why people, a lot of why people do shows when they're first starting out is to get some real feedback yeah. from people. Like, just go ask random people in your life. Just like ask your neighbor and ask your relatives and, and like tell them to just be honest. Like if you saw this in a store, like would you pay for this? Would you pay this for this? Does this seem too cheap or too expensive? And like some people are not going to give you super great responses. They might be like your mom being like, of course, honey, I'd pay a hundred dollars. Don't ask your mom. mom. (laughs) But like, if you just ask some people or dad or like coworkers or people, you know, just whatever opportunities you get, 
like people will give you some input that will help you make a better decision. Like if if six out of ten people are telling you your prices are too low, like maybe pay attention to that. Oh, this guy's the business from the craft show book. It's called Three Basketeers. Oh my god, that's so dorky. <laughs> I want to read that book. Go buy a basket from this guy. Let's, let's so we should cute. find out if they're still around. I bet they are. Aww. <laughs> okay, that is it. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for next week's episode, which will be about custom pricing. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye.